I just want to share some news that happened. Uh, Monday we were at a pastor's meeting. Tuesday we were at our Northwest Provincial Meeting. And um, yeah, a lot of people think pastors get together just to have tea and cake. No, that's, that's seriously impression. I remember one person said, oh, I was the tea and cake nice. And uh, yeah, okay. I say, no, the lunch was very good. You know, we just had lunch you know, all day. Okay. But I, I just want to share in the, in the pastors from the Northwest province, there's an incredible expectancy. And it, it, it really blessed Tisha myself because what we've been feeling God's going to do in Rustenburg and here was just confirmed there. There's such an expectancy of the Holy Spirit fire coming in this year. And what the Holy Spirit's going to do and the supernatural and, and everything that's happening. And um, just the fire of God coming. As a matter of fact, the, the um, conference that we're going to have for the whole of Northwest is in April. And they've given it the title, Seasoned with Fire. So that, that is their heart. So I want us to be expectant. Amen. Uh, last year I said there's a rustling in the trees and the rustling, I think the rustling is getting louder and I think the wind's starting to pick up. And um, two, two pastors, uh, black pastors, um, one ministers on farming areas and he's got a church there. He testified that a Sangoma came to the church, gave his life to Jesus. The Sangoma brought all his stuff, his head apparel, his bones, everything, and burnt the whole lot. Come on, we can praise God for that. Amen. But then it got better. You know, we need to praise God when these things happen. Amen. It's just God. And another pastor, he sat there with a smile and he said, me too. And he had two Sangomas come. And two Sangomas have given their life to Jesus and burnt everything. So let's praise God. Um, <laughs> you, you know, if the Sangormas go and Jesus comes in the northwest, we'll have a good province. Amen. <laughs> and uh, so it's just wonderful to know that these guys just come and are radically saved and then just come and burn all their stuff. You know, it reminds me of Acts when they went and, and, and all these guys brought all their books and stuff and burnt it. And, and so I believe we are really going to see the supernatural. Do you believe it? Oh, Lord, help them. You know, you should get excited. Amen. Amen. Woo. God's going to do something. But you're going to be blessed. Amen. You know, we won't be able to be so prim and proper when the Holy Spirit comes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know so much. Anyway, during our, we had a time of combined prayer, because pastors do also pray. They don't just have tea and cake, okay? And during the time of, of combined prayer, um, for what's coming, there were two visions. One was new wineskins were seen. And the word was, if we want the change, we have to become new wineskins. And I'm going to speak a bit about that, but some of you are thinking, well, what are wineskins? I never knew there was skin around wine, but... Um, what they used to do in those days, they, had, they never had bottles. There was no console glass bottles or uh, Chardonnay bottles, you know. <laughs> it, it, it was goat skin sewed together, and we'll show you that just now. And they pour the wine in there. And as the juice fermented, so the sake, <laughs> the goat sake, would expand. And then it would expand to its fullest. And as it stayed, it would get dry. But it would absorb that wine, and you could use that wine. But if you added new wine, new juice, it would ferment, it would go, and there'd be cracks, and everything would spill out. So what it's saying, if we want the move of the Holy Spirit, we have to become new wineskins. The other vision that was had was that God has got a, a funnel on top of the churches, and God is pouring His Spirit through this funnel. And this funnel is coming into the churches. 
but there was a problem. But it can't go out because the church doors are closed. In other words, as the Spirit is moving, what's happening in the body, we're not taking outside, and therefore the Spirit cannot move. You must know what happens in the house has got to impact outside the house. Amen? As a matter of fact, I still want to get a board putting out there that as you go, I want to put up there, goodbye, you are now entering your mission field, because your mission field is the whole of Rustenburg. Amen? Do you agree? So, and then there was, uh, Pastor Darby himself shared a true story. Um, and it was Bethel Church, I think, hey, that happened. There was a roadrunner. Now, do you know what a roadrunner looks like? I think we all know the comedy roadrunner, don't we? Have we got it here? You, you know, and the, and the wolf? You know that one, don't you? Beep, 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 beep. And you all think it's a big bird like that, but let's show them what a, what a roadrunner really looks like. That's what he looks like. Okay, and um, then we've got another one uh, of a lizard in his mouth. Uh, so, he's not big and blue. And in this church, this roadrunner would come up to the window of the church. For months and months, I'd see him at the window. Sometimes he'd be like, I'd have a lizard in his mouth, they said. And they would see this roadrunner. And then one day the janitor, that's the cleaner of the church, um, came in and somehow this roadrunner got into the church. And he was trying to catch it to put it out and free it. And this roadrunner was flying all over and eventually it flew into a window and obviously broke its neck or something, dropped dead. So he went to call Pastor Bill and he said, um, you know, this is what's happened, our roadrunner has died. And uh, Pastor Bill said, well, let me see it before you throw it out. And he went to look at it. And as he looked at it, um, and, and I just want to quote what he said. Um, as the pastor looked at it, the Spirit spoke to him and said, what's inside the church must go out or the church will die. <laughs> so if we're not taking what we get here and taking it outside, we quench the Spirit because the Spirit's been poured in as a funnel, and we've got to be new wineskins to contain it, or else the church will die. And the church is us, and we will die spiritually. <clears throat> and a lot of this was confirmation of how we're feeling about Vision Sunday in 2020, so I was really blessed by it, not about the poor bird dying. But um, I, I, I just want to show you a wineskin. Have, have, have we got that? There's a wineskin, you see? So it, it was sewed up, it was goat skin and sewed up, and so that thing would get dry and um, eventually crack. And I, I want to look at two things that tie in the new wineskins and the great commission that Jesus said, go and make disciples. In Matthew 9 and verse 17, um, Jesus says this, in the story... The Pharisees and Sadducees are saying, why aren't your disciples fasting? Why aren't they doing this? And he said, while the bridegroom's with them, they don't have to do it. Then he says, you can't sew a patch of new cloth on an old garment because it will tear. And then he said this, neither is new wine put in old wineskins. For if it is, the skins burst and are torn in pieces and the wine is spilled and the skins are ruined. But new wine is put into fresh wineskins, and so both are preserved. All right. If you look at what Jesus was saying, is Jesus used these descriptions to show that he had not come. Jesus had not come to fit in with the old religious structure of the church. He had not come to fit in with the traditions and its rules. Jesus came to do something new and powerful. Amen. And so this new message, the gospel, said that Jesus, the Son of God, came to earth for everyone for our forgiveness and our reconciliation to our Father. That's what he came for. The gospel did not fit into the old rigid religious structure. <laughs> did you hear that? 
Jesus didn't come to fit into the religious structure. Jesus didn't come to be part of what was. He had brought the new covenant. He brought something new. Um, he was no longer legalistic. He sat with people who the Pharisees wouldn't sit with. He sat with the sinners and ate with them. He, he touched the leper and healed the leper. He said, children, come to me. Let the little children come to me. And he touched them and he blessed them. And he was a friend to everybody. He, he, he loved the sinner. He goes to the woman at the well. And he spends time with a Samaritan woman who the Pharisees and Sadducees would never have spent time with. And because he spends time with that woman who had had so many husbands and all the rest of it, and she would come to the well at a time when no one else would come because of the shame. They'd mock her and, and sneer at her. That was Jesus. That's what he came. He came for the lost. He came with a heart for the sinner. He came for a heart to touch people's lives and touch their hearts and change their lives and reconcile them to his death on the cross to Father that we could call God our Father. He was so different from what the religious structure had set in rules and regulations. Don't, you've got to wash your hands. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. You've got to do that before you're any good. And you've got to say your prayers loud in church. And we might listen to this and you might say, yes, well, we know all this. But I just wonder, <laughs> when we started following Jesus, were we perhaps a bit radical? <laughs> when we started following Jesus, were we unashamed of him? When we started following him, we, we didn't hold back in witnessing about him and telling people about him. We weren't worried about the consequences and, 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 and somehow... Uh, we can get, church, you've got to hear me, even as a, 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 a church that believes in the filling of the Holy Spirit, water baptism and baptism and the filling of the Holy Spirit, we can get into a religious rut. We can get into such a rut that we like old wineskins. Maybe you've got habits or addictions or stuff that, that, that you feel when Jesus says you need to let them go, you can't let them go. You're an old wineskin. And the new wine cannot come in. What the Spirit wants to do this year, we've got to become new wineskins. Amen? You see, it means we will live a different way. <laughs> we won't live the same as what we did. We are new creation. All things have passed away. It's, it's new ways to look at people. New ways to serve people. It's not all about us. It's, it's how can I love you? How can I serve you? Uh, that person who hates me, can I pray for him and can I bless him and send him a chocolate cake, you know? Um, or am I going to get all knotted up about him? And new ways which could be difficult because of the way we live or the way we perceive the gospel of Jesus. You see, Jesus brings a newness <laughs> that cannot be confined within the old forms. Jesus brings the life of God. He brings the spirit life of God. He said, whoever believes in me, streams of living water will flow from him. He brings something different from the old religious structure. And I wonder sometimes if we get into a religious structure, this is how our service has got to be. This is how many songs we've got to sing. This is how long it's got to be. This is how that's got to be. And church must start this time and not that time. And they mustn't ask me to come Wednesday, only Sunday. And, 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 and we get into habits, even with our quiet times. I was blessed. A man shared with me the other day that, that he heard, you know, we've just got to be quiet before God and let the Spirit minister. And he had a wonderful quiet time. Sometimes we get so uptight about our quiet times. I've got to read this first, and I've got to do this, and I've got to. it becomes a religious thing. And it's no longer connecting <laughs> with Father. It's no longer allowing the Spirit to say to you, go do this, go here, go pray there. Stop doing that. Give up that habit, because I want to fill you with new wine. Amen? And so we've got to be so careful that we don't become like those Pharisees and Sadducees. And I'm including myself in this. We can all become comfortable in the way we live. We can all become comfortable in the way we serve God. 
we can all become uh, happy and, and, and relaxed in our ways and it's suitable to us. But when God wants to bring something new, if we're still there, it's going to spill out and we're going to miss out and we don't want you to miss out. I just wonder how many ladies here like pearls? Any ladies like pearls? Oh, most of the ladies like pearls. Okay. Natural pearls are very valuable. As a matter of fact, the one queen of Italy, she had pearls here, pearls here. The first Duke of Buckingham, Duke of Buckingham, not Duchess, he had pearls all over, pearls here. Uh, the, the, uh, uh, queen Eugenie, her, her, her tiara in pearls is still tucked away there uh, in Britain, and, and it's worth a fortune. And you see, if you look at a pearl, how many of you ladies would like natural string of pearls like that? Okay. Husbands, start saving. I saw one wife giving my husband a grin. Okay. But I want you to see another slide. Did you know that in an oyster or in a, a mus uh, 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 any shell thing, actually, they can produce more than one pearl in different colors? There's pink, there's white, there's gold, there's white, blue, there's even red. And, and so we, we see those pearls and people die for pearls and uh, get pearls. And I know what you're thinking now. What does pearls got to do with new wineskins? Has he had too much wine? No, no, I will get to where I'm going. Okay. What happens? There's something, there's a term, mollusks, which is for any shell that's inverted, but also oysters can produce pearls. All right. Now, pearls are formed inside the shell normally we know of an oyster. But how are they formed? They are formed as a defense mechanism against a potential threatening irritant such as a parasite <laughs> inside the shell or an attack from outside the shell that in, injures the mantle tissue, okay? The oyster then creates a pearl sac. So those expensive pearls, the, 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 the oyster just spews the stuff out and goes round it to seal off the irritation. Now the common belief is that pearls are formed with a grain of sand, now, that's not generally true if you study pearls. <laughs> it can happen, but it's rare. Typical stimuli to get the oyster to form this pearl around the uh, thing that's irritating it includes organic material, parasites, or even damage, as I've said, in the mantle or to any part of its shell or body. Now, what happens? These parasites and that get entry when the shell's valves open for air. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Or for feeding. So, you know, we pick up a shell and we think it's nice, but inside that shell, like inside the oyster, the little valves. Isn't God amazing? He's created valves that they can breathe and feed and stuff, you know. Um, I sometimes think it's nice to be a sea creature. You don't have to go to checkers and pick and pay and stand in queues and give your debit card. You know, you just eat. But that's how it happens. So, you see, it often takes something that irritates us. <laughs> well, that's against our comfort to create something beautiful. Is that true? Hmm? But you see, we don't like things to irritate us. We get more irritable. Isn't that true? Hmm? And I want to tell you something that I was only going to tell you next week. But when your government and your city that you stay in irritates you, you'll never win your city. Because until you love your city, you'll never win your city. So every time you open your mouth and you spoon out, not pearl, <laughs> but something else with a P, um, against your city and your nation, you are actually 
preventing the gospel to go out and people to be saved in your place to be transformed. Because unless you love it, you cannot win it. Now, <laughs> I like the Afrikaans expression, that krap a bikkie. You know, good what bikkie krap. I want you to understand, sometimes God will say things in his word, or sometimes God will send irritations in your life, or send habits that you need to give up. That's an irritation to you. And you know what? When that discomfort is there, and you take the word of God, and you take the spirit of God, and you start taking the word and the spirit, and covering that irritation with the love, and the favor, and the peace, and the joy that God gives you, you will create something beautiful. Just like the pearl. <laughs> we need the Holy Spirit. You know, pearls are spoken of in the Bible. In Mark 13, Jesus compared the kingdom of heaven to a pearl of great price. He said again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly fine pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. You, you, can I tell you something? It is worth giving up something when you find something of value. And God's word is value, isn't it? His spirit is value, isn't it? The new life is value, isn't it? And sometimes we need to give up stuff to get it. And sometimes we wonder why aren't we getting it? It's because we're not prepared to make that sacrifice and give up. We let that irritation. Come on, let's be honest. If something irritates you and you dwell on it, doesn't it irritate you more and more and more and more? Hmm? Till the volcano comes out and you blow up. Hmm? But imagine taking that thing or that person or that thing, taking it in your heart and just covering it with love. Covering it with the word of God. Speaking the word over it. Uh, you, you, you know, the Holy Spirit is so beautiful. My lifelong friend was John. Now, John's a good name, isn't it? And then the South Africans say Jan. So from John to Jan. But the French, it's Jean. Doesn't that sound good? Huh? Take hello. Germans, guten Tag. You know? Us, hello. Good South Africans. Hmm? And, and, and what about the Americans? Can you handle it? Hey. In my day, you said hey to someone who's like, hey, you watch it. You know? Do you want to dice? Do you want to fight? Hey, you know? But now the Americans, they see them, hey, hey. But what's the French? Bonjour. Isn't it beautiful? It's lovely, isn't it? See, I'm glad my ancestors were French. My wife wishes I'd speak more French to her. Bonjour. Zatem. But you see, I'm sharing this example with you because you know what? When we speak naturally, it can be harsh. And it can be not so beautiful in a way. But when we allow the Holy Spirit to speak through us and the Holy Spirit to minister, our words are healing and our words are beautiful and our words are protective. And so we need the Holy Spirit all the time. Amen? The Holy Spirit isn't just five minutes in the morning and five minutes at night to pray in the Spirit. Paul says, I pray in the Spirit more than all of you. You, you, you see, we need to allow God's word and the Holy Spirit to seal those irritations. And I know I'm repeating this, but I hope I'm getting to someone this morning. Amen. <laughs> when there's something that goes wrong, you go into your closet and you pray in the Spirit and you rejoice and you just let the Holy Spirit let, release the French of heaven. Oh, it's so beautiful. Hmm? To speak in tongues. And it's so beautiful to feel that river of life flowing through you, isn't it? And what you're doing, you're forming something beautiful that the world outside will want. But we need to take it outside. And that's a big problem. You see, 
on Sundays we come, and I'm not just talking to us, I'm talking church in general. And I know there are people who go out and minister and witness here, so please, I'm, I'm generalizing about churches. And we come and we get stuck in these walls and we're comfortable and some of us can't wait to get outside the walls because then we've got busy things outside. But nothing changes. You see, the funnel is there. The Spirit is being poured out. The Spirit is willing. The Bible says, come, all you are thirsty. Okay. But if we like that road run and we get stuck in the church and we don't take it out, we will die. Our spirit man will die. And I don't believe God wants our spirit man to die. Amen. He wants our spirit man to be alive and joyful. And, and, and we talk about the power of the name of Jesus. He wants us walking in that power and authority. Amen. That's what he wants. And, and, and he wants us to have life and, and be blessed. You, you, you see, when Jesus gave the Great Commission, he said, go and make disciples of all nations. Who do you think that's a tall order to go make disciple of all nations? But just have a look at Rustenburg. We've got Taiwanese, Chinese. We've got all sorts of eases. Amen? We've got whiteies. We've got blackies. We've got in-betweenies. You know what I'm saying? So we've got all nations right here. But are our doors open when we go out? What are we doing? You see, and, and I just want to dispel something this morning. A lot of us say, well, it, it's not in my DNA. I'm this quiet, reserved person. Yeah, that's fine. God uses quiet, reserved people too. Amen. You can sit in a place and just be the light. But then something tells me, do we really know our identity in Jesus? I don't know what your Bible says, but my Bible says in Corinthians 5 that I'm a new creation. Old things have. Old things have. Old things have. Old things have. Ah, everything has become new. So guess what? You have a new DNA. It's the DNA of the kingdom of God. Isn't that true? Hmm? So how... The Bible says a house divided cannot stand. So how can I say I'm a new creation, but I've got my old DNA? Hmm? Have you ever tried running a marathon like this? No? Hmm? Hey? Only at the end. Yeah. But at least then you got to the end. Amen. And I think what we need is to get a fresh revelation of who we are in Christ. Who am I? What am I supposed to be doing? Yes, I must work and I must be busy and I must look after my family. But actually, I'm called to go. And I can only go in the power of the Holy Spirit. I can only go in, 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 in the French of heaven. <laughs> and put a fragrance out, as the Lord says we is fragrance. You see, I'm sharing this with you this morning because... Some things could just rock our boat. When we spend time with Gail and Neville and the team, and the team's beautiful, um, is they were sharing with us what happens with kids. They shared some of it here, didn't they? But Neville was sharing when they went up to Polokwani and uh, they got the kids, and, and they normally like kids at their camp that aren't churched. So these kids come with rebellion and hatred, and these kids come angry and frustrated. And what they do, if they have a real rebel, they sit them down and say, why are you like this? And, and the one chap, I think, spoke for two hours or something. He just got everything out about what's happened in his life. And all they do is listen. Can, can, can I say something? You know what most Christians will do? They say one sentence. They say, oh, but brother, you need Jesus and you need to be... You know, shut up. Sometimes listen. Just listen. And you know what? They listen to those kids for hours. 
And afterwards, when the kids got it all out, they said, that's fine, that's good, we're glad you're here. And by the end of the camp, the kids saved, born again, baptized, and baptized in the Holy Spirit. That's a bit, bit different to normal church, isn't it? Where normally if you get someone, you want to give them the five spiritual laws and get them baptized tomorrow and get them blah, 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 blah and you haven't listened to them. Huh? <laughs> yeah, he, always, he always gives me a okay? I wonder how many people sitting here know each other's story. Hmm? How many of you know Daryl's story? I, I just heard a little bit of it once. Okay? Have you ever, do we ever listen? You, you know what, Christians, the problem we've got verbal diarrhea. You must take a spiritual spill to stop it, and that's the gospel. Because Jesus listened to the woman at the well. The woman who they're going to stone, he, he asked her questions. He spoke to her, lifted up, and then he just said, Go and sin no more. <laughs> and I think when we get to heaven, we'll see she never sinned. One word from one word from Jesus can change it. And so what they do is they get these kids. And so they pull a corny and they have like we had here. And I want to, can I tell you how blessed I was? I was watching our kids. One kid was so lost in worship, he didn't even know he had turned and was facing the wall. And when they actually got a fright, he was saying, well, I went to pray for another little boy. And I said to him, his hands were stressed out. And you could see he was like, just in to God that when I prayed for him, he didn't even move. Can I tell you, something has got to change our view of children. And the view of adults. So he's, he's get these kids in worship and, 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 and they're spiritual and speaking in tongues. And then he says, right, go pray for the congregation. Now listen, don't sit here so, you know, skeinalach this morning. If you've got a problem and a nine-year-old kid comes up and lays hands on you, you're going to think, oh, mm, mm. come on, come on. Hmm? You're all sitting here, you won't, you won't even give me a clue of what you're thinking, but I know what you're thinking. You, 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 you see, I, I, I was in, in, in uh, I always say I got married and had my throat slit. Um, <laughs> no, it's true. I got married and a little while after I had to go for an operation, they had to remove a cyst, yeah? So I had my, got married and I had my throat slit. But um, <laughs> for some time afterwards, I, I used to get terrible pains especially in this bone, yeah, and prayed and prayed. And so it was the year of the so I got married in the year of the Soweto rides too. So, you know, 76, woo. And, um, and, and so we couldn't get to our churches in Soweto and Mamelodi and that. So sent buses in and brought them all to the city hall to have a prayer time for peace in the nation and reconciliation and stuff like that, which eventually happened. And, um, and I was one of the helpers upstairs and then they said, anybody wants healing, come down. And this is 1976. So I came down. I'm, I was blessed. I, I wasn't brought up in a racist home. My father taught us, doesn't matter if you're black, white, what color you are, you're all the same, and you treat everybody with respect and honor. So I never grew up in a racist home, which I was really pleased about. But I went for prayer for this thing. And the whole of this Johannesburg City Hall is full of people. I just said, someone watch my post. So when I looked up at the po uh, pastors, and, and can I tell you how bad it was? You know, you, you talk about the old wineskins. There, there was no racial pre prejudice in my home at all. But when I looked up, and you see how we can judge people incorrectly, I said, Lord, please let a white pastor pray for me. Because somehow we thought not all the black pastors were really saved. Well, some of them weren't, but neither were some of the white pastors. And you know what happened? I'm standing there from the stage. I'm, I'm, I'm this side. And the black pastor from, this, no, from that side walks across the stage, comes down and walks straight to me. Straight to me. And I thought, Lord, you've got to be kidding. And you know what he did? He said, what's the problem, brother? I told him he laid hands on me. Poop, I've never had that pain again. Praise Jesus. Amen. 
You, you, you see, we don't realize what wineskins we're in. So he's in this church in Polokwane, like we had the kids are born again, spiritual, praying in the spirit. And he says to them, now go pray for the sick, go pray for the adults. And this pastor, Bosch, grabs the microphone. He wants to stop it because it's not church. Is that right? Yeah, it's not church. And this nine-year-old kid goes up to someone who had a severe problem, lays hands on this person, prays for them, and they set free. And before he could say no, the children call minister, he looks at this, and all of a sudden, people are healed. One 10 or 11-year-old guy goes up and he tells the person what their problem is and gets a demon out of them. <laughs> now, this Pastor Bosch, when he goes to visit the church, he takes a busload of these kids with him. They all baptize. And so someone comes and says, oh, but you know, these kids, your anointing's here, theirs is there. And when these kids go and minister, when he left, he said to Pastor Boss, oh, these, these kids anointing there and yours there. Um, you, you see, there's so many things that we get slotted into in church life. They drop one little boy off at his home. And they wait for them to see that the parents are there. This little, little black kid up in Polokwane runs into the house. His father's a policeman. And his father used to beat his mother up so that she couldn't walk sometimes. He runs in. His mother's lying on the couch full of blood. He just doesn't see the father. The father sees him coming in. The father hides behind the kitchen door. He goes up to his mother, lays hands on her. Normally he'd run away. He's afraid. In the name of Jesus, by the stripes of Jesus, mother, you healed. She gets up. The husband runs out. And he says to Pastor Bosch, what have you done to my child? He says, why? He says, I come from, where was it, Swaziland or somewhere? Swaziland or somewhere. He says, the dialect my child prayed and I understood every word over his mother is only spoken in my village. And my wife's up and healed. How did that work? So what happens? Pastor Bosch gets the kids and they lead him to the Lord. Are you hearing something? Church doesn't have to be sit here, droog and bodeseer and gaan huis toe and leer and TV kijk. Amen? Amen? Am I cracking some wineskins? Isn't it funny when there's a prayer line in church, and that's all going to change this year. When there's a prayer line in church, my wife and I come in and I've got to ask this one and that one. Where are the spiritual Christians running to lay their hands on the people who come up front? Just a question. Just a question. You, you, you see, we get so comfortable, we get so in our wine skin, it's all about me. Sorry, I'm, 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 you, you might never come back after this morning, but if you don't, I pray the Holy Spirit will plant your feet on him. You see, being a Christian isn't about me. Can I introduce me? I'm dead. You know, like that doom ad kills dead. Obviously, whoever wrote that ad never went to school, high school. I don't know. But you know, when Jesus comes, it kills dead. Amen? Everything goes. And unless it goes, we'll never become the church that he wanted. We'll go out these doors with nothing. And there's a world out there. Ever the world needs us, it's now. And we cannot wait. Amen? So you know what? When the little kids come, don't say no. We had a nine-year-old kid, um, Veronica and Bill. You remember Veronica Bull, little Ryan? He goes on a camp with us, and they get prayed up, and they get taught how to lay hands in the sick, so he's teacher at Fields. I don't know which one wasn't you, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, goes up to, she says, Klaus, just please, I'm asking, please be quiet. I've got a splitting headache. Little Ryan jumps up. He says, ma'am, can I pray for you? And you know what the teacher said when a nine-year-old kid comes up? Of course you don't want to offend them. She thought, oh, shame. Little Ron comes up and lays his hands on her and says, Father, in the name of Jesus, take his head away by the stripes of Jesus. My teacher's healed and sits down and her headache's gone. You see why we've got to become as little children? Hmm? <laughs> Sorry, Wayne. Just he gave me such a look, I'll come stand this side. 
Was geht noch? Was geht? And what I'm wanting to say to you, man, you know, when that, that, that in what was praying and what was being said, it, the, the Lord actually showed me those wineskins at that meeting. And he showed me that some of them are so bursting and dry. If one drop of new juice goes in, they're going to crack. And then it was Pastor Ian that had the vision of the funnel. And he says, God's, it's, it's pouring, it's pouring. But the Holy Spirit can do nothing. The doors are closed. We're not going out. And Jesus said, become as a child. Have that faith. Have that faith when you walk up to someone, they're going to be healed. Amen. When you ha have that faith that if, 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 if you touch them, <laughs> that demon's going to go. You, you know, the, 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 the biggest... Sorry, I, I know I'm just finished, but I don't know the Lord's just bringing these things. So are you okay? The, the, the funniest thing that happens is that if someone mentions demons, it, <gasps> didn't Jesus defeat Satan? So aren't the demons defeated? But some of you, again, I remember finding a guy once I said, we need to go pray for someone, and I think a demon says, <gasps> no, I can't go. I said, why? Well, I'm scared. I said, scared of what? Scared of a defeated enemy? Huh? I've shared the story before, but just as we, we had a lady and she was married, we found out afterwards the husband was a Sungorman, that white couple. And she was into Satan, but she'd come to church and be all holy and that, and then come and she'd cause issues in church. Now we knew about this. So we were just in the ministry and she arrives at our church. And we'd seen her cause problems in the church before. She wanted, she went up for prayer, then she throws herself around, she starts pulling her clothes off and stripping and shouting and screaming. And they take her back to the coffee little place at the back and they praying and shouting. And you know what? <laughs> Understand that you're a new wineskin. Christ is in you. Get your identity right. So she comes up to the prayer line. So I took her head, and I turned it, and I just spoke in her ear. I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, it was in the moth hall. You were, were you with us? You were there. I said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I take authority over you. You will not manifest during the service. In Jesus' name, I bind your works, and I silence you. She went, she stayed there for the whole service. You're still scared of a demon here, but then I'll cast the demon out of you, of fear. Anybody? <laughs> church, I, I just want you to get church. Us as people in the church should be so different to what we're experiencing. Can we say amen? Amen. It's life. It's life. It's life. It's life. Amen. So I'm praying that we'll be new wineskins because the new wine is coming. Hmm? And we need to be ready. Who wants to be ready this morning? Just thought I want to be ready. Amen. Let's stand and, and let's pray. Hmm. Just, just, just for a minute or two, just, just, um, just close your eyes, and, and you can raise your hands, you can walk, you can stand still, you can do what you like. But um, I, I, I just want you, you, you know you, and I know me. Is just come to the Lord today and say, Lord, if there's an old wine skin and I'm comfortable in it, and and, I, and, and you can name why you want to stay there, then just ask God right now to remove it from you. Ask him right now to, to, to make a, a, a new, you a new wineskin. Just, just from your heart, just say, Lord, that's what I want. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh, Shambhala, but just, just start worshipping, just start 
praying in the spirit. If you if you if you've got the gift of tongues, just pray in the spirit. Just worship him otherwise. Just just invite Jesus back again. Welcome Holy Spirit back in your life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Just come. Just come. Lord, I just speak over everyone that's, that's in that old wineskin of, of habits or addiction. Lord, we sing every chain broken. I speak those chains broken in the name of Jesus right now. In the power of that name, as addictions go, Lord, uh, some perhaps are living in a lie that, that the life they live in is right and they don't want to come to the truth. Lord, I, I remove that spirit of lies from them in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And I speak, Holy Spirit, fill us afresh. I speak, let us become like as little children. Lord, we don't want... We don't want your church to die spiritually. We could still be sitting here, but be dead. We're asking for your life, for your power, to fill our hearts right now. Jesus, just come. Just come, Holy Spirit, and just, just bring a refreshing into every heart. Ah, oh, Father. You, you, you know, as I'm praying this, but I just feel there's, there's, there's something in it. It's, it's, it's in more than one person. It's, it's in a number of us. And that is when you're not feeling worthy. Whew, that's a lie. You're so valuable to God. We looked in the beginning that no greater love has He, no stronger affection than to die for you. You are worthy. And whatever's happened in the past to make you feel that, cut it off now in Jesus' name. Take authority of it and say, you will go. God created me fearfully and wonderfully. And God looked at me as Genesis 1.31 says, in the emperor, and he saw that I was good, pleasing, and acceptable to him. And that church, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. So if you're here this morning with, with a poor image or lack of self-worth or, or you're feeling bad about the past, just, just this morning say in Jesus' name, you go now in the name of Jesus. I'm a new creation. I'm the apple of my Father's eye. It means I'm the center of his eye. And I'm a worthy ambassador for his kingdom. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just do it right now, right now in Jesus' name. So, Lord, we just come to you this morning. We, we thank you for the sense of the leaders of the Northwest. We are in agreement. Lord, right now I'm ice cold because I just believe there's, there's a pouring through that funnel. And, Lord, we're going to see your power and your deeds in the days and weeks and months that lie ahead. So, Father, come and make us new wineskins. Let us, let us lay those old wineskins at your feet. And let us start living like those children. Let us start living the new life, the newness of Christ in us, the hope of glory. And so, Lord, we expect and not of us, but of you and what you're going to do in our lives. And I just pray this morning as we go out of these doors, we will, we will be so stirred up in our hearts that we enter in our mission field and we'll be unashamed of the gospel of Christ our Lord and Savior and Father I also pray that each family represented here you will bless them abundantly Lord you will knit them together in unity and love Lord I pray that their households will be blessed and prosper because Abraham's blessings are ours and they will see they're worthy to live in that blessing of Abraham, our father in faith. And Lord, you'll bring them favor at home and in their workplaces and in the marketplace. And Lord, they will see increase and, and, and unusual favor coming their way so that you will be glorified and there will be an opportunity to share the gospel of Christ.
And I pray, Lord, that everyone, and I really sense this so different, everyone, wherever you work in, that's a God-ordained gift, and you need to make the most of it. And you need to know that it's going to be blessed, and you, you need to call it blessed. And it will be blessed. And so we thank you for that, Lord. Thank you that, that, that when we go away from here, we're not left as orphans, but we have the Holy Spirit, our comforter, our counselor, that, that sweet, beautiful language that intercedes on our behalf, that chains will go and your name will be exalted. So, Lord, I thank you that it's going to be a blessed week this week. <laughs> it's going to be stored of fresh fire. Seasoned with fire in every heart here this morning and in this city and in other, every other church so that you'll be glorified. We just worship you. Praise you for this time being together and your goodness towards us. And now may your grace, your blessing, your favor be upon us. May your face shine upon us. And may we know your peace. All for your glory and honor. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give God a praise of him. Just let's praise him. Just let's, just let's praise him. Amen. You were the word at the beginning. One with God, the Lord most high. Your hidden glory in creation. Now Beautiful name.